1: I am so angry, I just am feeling like the Incredible Hulk. You've never known the voice of Robbie Delmore when he's angry, but this could happen, and when it happens, you can't help but think of this nursery rhyme, right, Kim?
2: Yes, if you're angry and you know it, clap your (laughs) hands. Oh, yes.
1: You might have guessed that today on The Masculine Journey, we might discuss something that some of us struggle with, and I do realize... That the host here may struggle with it more than anybody in the room, but the issue is anger. And maybe you have anger in your family, and maybe you're dealing with some of that stuff. I don't know, but if you're like me, every once in a while at your house, it it may sound like something like this. And What's the name of the movie, Al? This is 40? This is 40. Oh.
3: Mom, what are you doing? What? You're smoking and in the front yard? No, no, they're barbs. Since when have you been a smoker? I'm not a smoker. I thought you said smokers die. I'm not smoking. I wasn't smoking. I saw you. No, I wasn't. Mom, you're smoking? Deb, you can't smoke. You're pregnant. you've been doing so well. You're pregnant? Wait, I don't want another sister.
4: I don't want her as a sister. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You just slipped out. Are you
0: pregnant?
5: Since when are you pregnant?
3: Since when do you care? You don't even want another baby. You
4: have
5: no idea what I want.
3: I want an Asian baby. We're not going to have an Asian baby. Yes, we are. They're not Asian. Sadie. We'll buy one. Shut up, Charlotte. You shut up. Shut up, Sadie. Shut
5: up, Charlotte. Shut up. OK, Sadie, up. shut up. Shut up, Charlotte. Shut OK, up. stop saying shut up. You're pregnant? Since when are you pregnant? When did you find out?
3: Will you stop eating cupcakes, please? Stop eating cupcakes. Stop eating cupcakes hey we just heard you're having a baby oh, see it can happen to anybody that is so wonderful
2: let me give you a hug fantastic oh, congratulations it's wonderful. so happy
3: for you let's get the other kids oh, yeah. this is too adult for you Let's go outside congratulations well i guess we're stuck together then forever then right
5: weren't we always
3: You don't even want a baby. Of
5: course I do. I never said that. Look, I I didn't want one if I could choose. I should put that on a
3: Hallmark card. That's beautiful.
1: So we are today blessed to have Kim Whitehurst with us, and he is with a ministry called Seasons of the Heart. In fact, he is starting a men's group on anger, not that any of us could use that. What do you mean, Robbie? (laughs) What are you trying to say? (laughs) So... Absolutely, we're going to have some contact information And the great news is that we're getting ready for a boot camp So the last thing we need right now Amongst each other is anger So we brought an expert We brought in Kim So when you listen to that clip And I, I got to admit when I listened to it I couldn't help but relate to Many of my children's And us And it's just what what, what it, There sounds like there's a lot going on there That we need help, Kim
2: It sure does uh- Laughter Especially in this room. Yeah, anger is always a response to something that we don't like, and obviously there were some things going on in this family that people didn't like, (laughs) and it seemed to escalate as the conversation went on. So um, anger is triggered when we detect something is wrong that must be corrected, and it sounded like there was people in that family that wanted to correct what was going on there, and there was resistance to the correction, (laughs) so it caused it to escalate some more and more. Yeah. So there's a challenge there
1: biblically in Ephesians 4. It says in your anger, do not sin, right? That's right. And so there's an idea that we could sin if we're angry, but there's also an idea that, wow, angry ma- anger is not necessarily a sin. So can you kind of delineate for us how you feel that as, as a therapist, When when is anger good and when is it a sin. Or how, do you, how does it lead to sin, perhaps?
2: Well, a- anger is a, an emotion. It's a gift given to us by God. It's not good or bad. Uh, you can have healthy angry anger, or when somebody does something to you that violates your boundaries, it's good to be angry and protect yourself. But there's also an overreaction when you get angry with somebody and you do something like yell and scream and curse at them and hit them. Um, that's very unhealthy. Especially when they were
1: just eating cupcakes.
2: That's right. (laughs) When you attack somebody and try to kill them for eating cupcakes, that's an overreaction. Uh, That's sinful.
1: (laughs) And so in your experiences, what are some of the things that lead to that overreaction kind of anger, the kind of anger that I think probably me and everybody listening (laughs) would really like some some insight in what we're going to try to share today in the program is some things that we can do. Uh, How would you group those to kind of give us some idea of, of structures that we might implant mm.
2: Well, one of the things that uh, I was thinking about is uh, if you grow up in a family where there's a lot of anger, it, it's a learned response. My father was a very angry man. Whenever, whenever we did something wrong, he had a very strong reaction, yelling and screaming and he would punish with us with the belt. So I, I learned when you do something wrong, you're bad just because of the way my father reacted to us just being children sometimes. So one, one way that you, uh, learn how to react is through learned behaviors, just modeling what your father and mother or someone else in your family did. Um, And there's
1: stuff that goes on in the brain and there's stuff from your, what you eat that there's
2: there's, uh, there's chemical reactions in the brain when you get angry. Uh, some people, like I said, uh, before, uh, I counseled a person that came in uh, that had some anger issues, and what I discovered was he was drinking a pot or a pot and a half a copy a day. And when I told him that caffeine could cause him to be angry, we weaned him down off the caffeine and he wasn't angry anymore, and after three sessions, I lost <laughs> some business, but <laughs> but he was, he was cured, and so it, sometimes it can be just from chemicals, it can be from diet, it can be from eating too much sugar, you know, when you eat too much sugar, your sugar is spiking back and forth, and that can create anger. So, well, let me tell you.
1: There was a story on those lines that one time I had a dessert-eating contest, and those people who know me know that I am diabetic. And so I, I had to be the judge at this dessert-eating contest. It was Gullion's sweetest grand opening ever, <laughs> and Robbie was the judge. And it was Halloween day, so not only did I judge this um, – Contest which had over thirty entries, by the way, eating all these sweets. But then we went trick or treating with my granddaughter, and I was ready to rip somebody's head off. <laughs> my wife will tell you, you don't ever give Robbie that much sugar. I mean, it's it's a bad thing it, if you, it if you, it
2: will really go after you. Yeah, if you're hypoglycemic, um, your body will your pancreas will secrete too much insulin, and it'll sweep all the sugar out of your system. And then it starts starving your brain, and then you start having all these weird reactions. And one of them is can be intense anger. So I've learned that about myself. If I eat too much sugar, I can start to start to feel angry. So, but then
1: you had mentioned that the brain itself secretes
2: stuff that that you might get addicted to. Well, there's if if you have um, depression or anxiety, uh, you can have uh, depleted. Uh, Serotonin, which is a neurochemical that makes you feel normal, so a lot of people that get really angry or have out of control anger basically have a, a serotonin problem, and sometimes it's just a matter of dealing with your depression um, in therapy or even taking medication. So if you have low serotonin, that has to be addressed, and sometimes medication helps, and sometimes combination of a medication and counseling will help, but sometimes if you if you have low serotonin you can't really control yourself because those um, those chemicals are supposed to be there to make you feel normal and and there's a window of normality with, with the neurochemicals there and if if you don't have enough then you can get angry and feel anxious uh, and depressed just from having to plead to serotonin it,
4: can i ask a question real quick on that so how does sleep play into that because for a long time i had a terrible problem with sleep and I was always on the edge. So uh, does that play, is there a chemical reaction when you don't get a lot of sleep?
2: Well, there's a, there's a neuro pathway and it starts out with tryptophan, which is the chemical that you find in Turkey that I makes t- you sleep. I take that to sleep at night, every <laughs> night. So it's, it's uh, tryptophan, 5-HTP, then serotonin, and then melatonin. So if you have low serotonin, you're going to have low melatonin and melatonin is what helps you sleep. So all those things, if, if you have low serotonin, it affects, um, it affects energy, it affects sleep, it affects your mood. Um, so um, that's one of the things that we, that we do when we're uh, doing an assessment on somebody. If, if they have problems with sleep, energy, mood, all those things, we know there's probably a problem in the limbic system, which basically is, is where the serotonin is that controls your mood. And so the the cool thing is that we have all sorts of different, (laughs) it's like a whole smorgasbord of
1: of things out there that could be contributing to something that we just know is out of control. That's right. And and so, you know, here's where that wonderful proverb comes in, you know, with many counselors, plans succeed. And so uh, how can we identify or, you know, and it, it seems to me if I don't say I've got a problem, it's pretty hard for me to address it. How would you tell folks to kind of assess themselves, to say, is this something I'm, I'm dealing with that's kind of normal, or is this something where, wow, I, I probably should see a counselor?
2: I, I think if somebody has issues with anger, they're going to start getting feedback from other people. And like if you're married, your spouse is going to give you feedback. Your children are going to start giving you feedback. You're going to get feedback at work that, hey, I, I, I think your anger's out of control, or I think you're overreacting. I'm, I'm concerned about you. So if you start getting a lot of feedback about uh, your anger and how you express express that anger, then that would probably be a, a really good indicator that you need to seek help. You could go you could go see your pastor uh, and talk to him or her. You could go uh, to counseling, and they could do an evaluation to determine what's actually causing you to, to feel angry. You could also go to your doctor, like we said before. If you if you're hypoglycemic or you could have some kind of medical problem if you're diabetic. Then that could cause you to be angry. So, I always try to take a very comprehensive approach. You know, go to your doctor, rule out the physical, then go to a counselor and and see, uh, let a counselor help you determine what's going on with you that's causing this anger. Like we say in the ministry, bad fruit, bad root. So if you're you're expressing a lot of destructive anger, um, then there's a root to it, and there's a way to trace that back. You know, we all right.
1: When we come back, we've got several. helps along the way of what you can do if you are (laughs) have got this destructive anger issue plus we got a boot camp coming up we're going to talk about that we have an amazing clip about this couple now they have a chance to go to a counselor and they get some some nice uh, therapist talk and then we can hear how that helps the situation (laughs) so much more coming up on masculine journey stay tuned
0: Masculine Journey Radio is listener-supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Masculine Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. That's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org.
1: Welcome back to the Maskin Journey radio show. And we've got such big news that if you don't come register today, I'm going to get really angry <laughs> because we have this boot camp coming up April 28th through May the 1st. It's at the Vineyard Camp. And Vinny, you've got some anger issues if people don't go get registered, right? This is a one time opportunity. <laughs> Are you paying
3: me to say something? I am. <laughs> okay. Well, You'll, you'll find out a lot if you come to the boot camp. You'll find out that Robbie is ugly and <laughs> uh, and Big A over here is a wonderful guy. But anyway, let's I talk about anger. you came up anger.
4: short on that one? Why'd you kind of break uh, off on that one? Yeah, I had you to
3: because you're bigger than me. Uh, anger, you know, I, I want to address it the way I see it because I am in my 80s and I've always felt that anger sometimes is you're just upset. Little things that don't mean diddly squat. You get angry and you may do something irrational. But, uh, you know, in my family, if my father didn't hit me, he was just upset. If he hit me, well, he was angry. You know, uh, I really... Anger is, for me, is uh, kind of... uh, What am I looking for, Robbie? Anger is uh, when you're out of control. You know, and you may use your hands or you may hit somebody with an object or something. But day-to-day stuff, like in married life, uh, you're probably just upset. You know, your kid bothered you. What family husband and wife are not upset with their children. They're going to do something to upset them, and then they grow up, and you grow up, and you say, what did I get angry with them for? That was silly. It kind of was funny. You know, so it's the moment, and it defines whether it's just anger or being upset. Uh, And so, yeah, and so we
1: get to that point, and we talked about it right before the break, that there are different levels, and the first thing you got to do if you're ever going to address an issue is you got to confront it, but we have these anger patterns. One is to deny it. One is to stuff it, I understand, express it, or direct it. <laughs> deny it's a real common thing.
2: Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, we learn how to deny things in our families. That's model for us. We don't want to look at the truth or, or the reality of something, so we deny it to avoid it. Uh, a lot of families don't ever deal with their problems. They sweep it under the rug, and it just makes the problem worse. And it, it, it accumulates over time. We see somebody that you would never expect to explode, is uh, that's a person that probably has never been allowed to express themselves any kind of emotion, especially anger. In my family, my father was the only person allowed to express his anger. We had to go do it some other way. I did it passive aggressively with my father. he'd ask me to cut the grass and I would do a crappy job and then he would get mad at me, and that made me feel better uh, so so been that, there so passive aggressive is a, a covert way of expressing your anger that most people um that weren't allowed to do it could do it uh, and and sometimes people don't even pick them up on what you're doing <laughs> because it's passive aggressive so so once
1: we once we begin the process, of course, if you're a married couple, then you, you, you might learn some of these techniques of how to speak and how to truly communicate, I think is is what a lot of therapists obviously work on. And so we have this clip, which I found it hilarious, of this couple once they've learned a little bit from their therapist. So it wasn't just like cut and dried, one, two, three, and everything comes together. Have a listen again to, from the movie, Almost 40? This is 40. Oh, this is 40. There you go.
3: How's the record company going, Pete?
5: What? Not great. I'm still waiting for numbers to come in. What have you heard? A a couple numbers have trickled in. It's lower than we expected.
3: Then why are you giving Larry money? What? I know everything. I talked to the accountant.
5: Alright, you know what? I don't want to get into some nasty fight, so can we please talk to each other the way the therapist told us to talk to each other?
3: Fine. Fine. It makes me feel sad when you are dishonest.
5: I understand it makes you feel bad when I am dishonest with you. It hurts my feelings when you treat me with contempt and corner me and try and trick me into lying.
3: Okay. It makes me sad when it's so easy to trick you into lying because you're such a lying bag.
5: That's not, you can't do that, you can't do that. The therapist said you're not allowed to judge me.
3: That's not a judgment, that's just a fact.
5: Fair enough. Sometimes I withhold truth, that is true, but it's only because I'm scared to death of your crazy illogical overreactions.
3: Well, it hurts me inside and triggers me When you're such a dishonest that you're lending your father money without telling me while your record company's going bankrupt and we're on the verge of losing our house.
1: So, Kim, (laughs) they've learned how to express themselves, but obviously they're still struggling because down inside, there's a lot going on there.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on under the surface, a lot of unresolved conflict in that relationship, I would say. You know, one of the first things that we learn as a counselor is you don't use communication techniques as a weapon. And I think that they were using as a weapon, I would say, manipulation all the way. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, the tongue is a wild, wicked weapon.
1: That's right. And, and and so when I listened to that, you know, conversation, I can't help but relate that it it, it seems like he really is afraid of her anger. That's that, right. And and because of that, he is withholding truth because he knows if he lays it all out it's not safe and and so that's kind of a result of our anger in in my case that if i let it fly which feels good like you talked about because i get a good dose of what what's that chemical serotonin Ah, serotonin man i'm like oh, oh that feels good so i get a little dose of serotonin and i'm letting it fly but the result in my family is now they are having to do something else with their anger
2: right yes I, actually i think when you have an addiction like that and it comes out in your brain, it's like a opium-like substances called catecholamines. So (laughs) that's what makes you feel so good when you get really angry and the brain secretes those chemicals. And that's, you know, actually you can become addicted to anger because it feels good when you get that angry. So your brain keeps telling you, you know, why don't you do that some more? Because if you have low serotonin and these catecholamines make you feel normal, then your brain's going to tell you to keep on doing it. So part of recovery is breaking that addiction to anger. And so, how do, how do you take somebody there th- through therapy? Well, the first step you want to get someone to admit they're angry, and then the next step you start start looking at, like we said, bad fruit, bad root. You should want you want to trace back the root. What what has caused this person to become angry? Have they learned it? Were they abused? It was something that they have a lot of unresolved. Issues from childhood. So Sexual
1: abuse really leads to anger, from my understanding. Can you kind of tell us how that that connects the dots?
2: Well, whenever you get abused, someone is really breaking your boundaries. They're taking advantage of you. They're doing things to you that they're not supposed to do. So you're violating somebody's boundaries, and especially when you do something like that to a child, and they don't know how to deal with it. And a lot of times, even when the the child tries to tell someone they're told that you know, it's not true. So a child uh, that's been uh, being abused has all this trauma stored up in their body and it accumulates and they don't know how, it, some, it just starts to come out. They, they can't even control the responses after. It's almost like a pressure cooker. When somebody gets abused over and over again and they internalize it, eventually has to come out some way. It, it can come out as depression, it can come out as anxiety, but in a lot of cases, it comes out in anger and out of control anger, rage.
1: So you find that situation in in the in the person you're counseling.
2: I actually, I'll, I'll I'll disclose something. I was sexually abused, and I I was a rageaholic, and I, I I've tied a lot of my anger back to being abused as a child. Um, and once it, so how did Jesus set
1: you free? I guess is where I want to go with that. It, because we do have you as 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 a case in point where Christ came into your life and helped you break
2: that. We, we had to go back to the abuse and process the pain of it. And eventually I had to forgive uh, the person that did that to me. And I had a lot of uh, uh, people that supported me and loved me through it, prayed me through it, uh, walked with me through the pain of it, uh, I had a a friend who's a counselor that actually took me through forgiveness uh, and also some inner healing, and you know even after you heal from something like that, you have to work on changing your mindset. The Bible calls it renewing your mind, uh, because those beliefs that this there's something wrong with you, that you're defective, you're bad, comes from the way a child interprets abuse. If if you've been abused as a child, you most likely you're going to interpret it. As you're bad, you're flawed, and you're contaminated. Isn't isn't it
1: amazing when you think about That God um, has now taken the comfort with which you are comforted, and you're using that to comfort others. And if you're just tuning in, this is a masculine journey. We're talking about anger today, and our special, very special guest is Kim Whitehurst. And he is with Seasons of the Heart Ministry, and he has an anger group coming up for men. So maybe you find yourself here, and you're wanting to know, what do I do next? Well, simple. Write this number down right now. Area code 336-970-7985. Again, his name is Kim Whitehurst. He's starting this anger group for guys like me that we don't know why. We're just doing it. 336-970-7985. And you can call Kim, and he would love to talk to you. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a one-on-one. You don't want to come to a group. Whatever it is that you want. We do know this, right, Kim? God does not want us in the chains of anger. I mean, that's not, what he, not the way he designed us. And one of the ways that we can approach that is to, is to
4: come to grips with and admit it, right, Al? You had that in your own life. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, and it was a battle for me. It was a, a constant battle that I really fought for five years before I started realizing um, what my triggers were and, and recognizing that you know I loved my wife and my family more than I loved the, the trigger, more than I loved the issue. If, I, if it was a clean house, I love them more than I love a clean house, so I can't let that dominate me. I can't let that affect my family. So my battle was against the anger and the trigger and instead of my family being the enemy. That was the enemy.
1: All right. Well, you can see this is a wonderful resource. Again, Kim Whitehurst, three three six nine seven zero seven nine eight five. 970 7985 Their ministry is called Seasons of the Heart. We want to thank you for listening to Masculine Journey. We have so much fun here. And if you can come to the boot camp, we got all kinds of chains we want to break because it's all about freedom and spending time with the Lord up there in that camp. It's going to be amazing. It is April 28th through May the 1st. If you go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org right now, you need to go register. we got early bird pricing, $169. Don't miss it. Masculine Journey Radio boot camp coming up April 28th through May 1st. Thanks for listening.